Okay, let's do an intro for the show. Oh, okay. Welcome to Knack Lads. Knack Lads. Episode, uh, uh, season 3. Season 3 of Knack Lads. Season 3, episode 1. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning. Uh, yeah, but what did you say earlier? It's the beginning, but it was the... I don't remember. It was like the same thing, but it was the beginning. Oh, Everything has changed, but nothing has changed. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> is that our new tagline? It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Everything has changed. If you thought you knew knack fads in season two, <laughs> if you missed season two, if you <laughs> haven't listened to all 12 episodes of season two, do yourself a favor and go back and find them. I think they might be on somewhere, some uh, file site, but <laughs> they're, they're, not on iTunes. they're hard to find. They're the, the lost. Season. They're worth trying to dig up, though. Also, yeah. Oh, oh. In my West Coast. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. No, I know I am. I know I am. I know I am. I'm a West Coaster. I know it. I'm from New York. That's a terrible accent. You be, you do a New York accent. I'm a from New York. Eh? That's exactly what I did. <laughs> totally different. No, that's what I did. Do the right thing, eh? That's what I did. You were like, I'm from New York. <laughs> no, that's, I'm from New York. I'm from New York. I'm from New York. New York. Speaking about funny accents, mm-hmm. cooking with dog is a funny accent that, dog. that has been on my mind lately. <laughs> so, yeah, well, why don't you tell us more about cooking with dog? Cooking with dog is a YouTube channel which I discovered when I was trying to uh, learn how to cook Japanese food. Okay. And what it is, it's a channel where it has 150 different recipes of Japanese food that you can make, and it teaches you step-by-step how to make it. And it has two people telling you how to make it. Well, not one is a dog and one is a person. And the dog's name is Francis, and the person's name is Chef. And it's this elderly Japanese woman... And I wouldn't say that she's elderly. Okay, she's yeah. middle-aged. Mid- middle-aged, yeah. All right. Middle-aged. You disagree? I don't know. Yeah. She's like a little bit further past middle-aged, I'd say. Okay, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and um, her dog is a poodle, sits next to her while she makes all the food. Sits perfectly still. Mm-hmm. And then the dog narrates what she does. The dog doesn't actually talk, it's someone else, but... The narrator of the video is um, pretending like they're uh, a dog and giving you the instructions from the perspective of a dog. Yeah. And then the dog's voice is like, I am dog. First you put in the onion. Then you put in something. And now it is time to stir the rest. <laughs> and it's like a Japanese, like French like dog accent that they're trying to do i think it's genius because the dog is a poodle and francis sounds kind of french sort of and uh it's kind of a french accent genius i i didn't i couldn't figure out what kind of accent it was until you said that but now that you said that i think i agree with you like at the very beginning of the first episode he said something like he was like super french he was like shui sweet Oh, really? Something. Well, that's Cooking with Dog. And I'm a big fan of it now. 
It's a good show. And Chris was against it at first. I was skeptical. You know what turned me around was the quality of the food. Mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to eat the food, and they made it look really easy to cook it. That's true. That's the, well. The, that's what I appreciate is that the focus is still on the food. Yeah. And then the dog part is just an added bonus at the end. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like at the end, if you're cooking along with dog, mm-hmm. and you make that really good food, like that's going to be a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, I did it, and then the dog is funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 80% cooking, 20% dog. So I became a believer, is what I'm saying. Okay. But I mean, I thought you meant that the dog would be like, put in the bones, <laughs> mix together the kibbles, and I'll eat it, yay. Mm-hmm. And I would not, I didn't want that. No, it's not that gimmicky. Yeah. It sounds really gimmicky. Yeah. But then it turns out it's not. Nope. Which is the beauty of cooking with dog. <laughs> Uh, so what is the next thing you're going to cook with cooking the dog? Um, I haven't decided yet. I think I'm going to make mm, something done. You know, the rice with the egg and the meat. Oh, yeah. Some One of those, like, beef done or something. That sounds good. Yeah. That'll be my next thing. I saw they had a video for it. I made takoyaki, and I made... Okonomiyaki. I have made okonomiyaki before. Really? Wait, is that the eight-layer pancake? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I haven't made eight layers, but I have made a variation of okonomiyaki, which is like a pancake with good stuff in it. Well, where did you make this at? Okay, so I used... Is this like your um, party that you went to that was a, a luau and it wasn't a real luau? <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> Wait... What? No, that... This was a, a reference to a past episode. Yeah, well, that was because you broke into the luau that you didn't actually go to. You stood on the outskirts. I was luau. welcomed to participate. <laughs> he brought you a cookie. Yeah. What? How? What is a more welcoming thing than someone bringing you a cookie? It's, it's pretty pretty welcoming. <laughs> it's pretty welcoming. No, it was it was in my kitchen. I made okonomiyaki. Okay. And I, I just had a, because um, we had a shabu shabu, mm-hmm. where that's the thing where like, it's like a propane little burner, right? Mm-hmm. And you like start it and then you put like a, a pan on top of it. Then the idea is to put like, is to get like a bunch of fresh food and then like cook it quickly and then eat it like immediately. Like in a pot, right? In a pot. Yeah. yeah. So you can either do it like that and you can like dip it in like sauces and stuff. Or you can like actually just make stuff on the burner. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that uh, looked really good was okonomiyaki. And basically you just like take egg and it make, made like a real thin pancake and then put all this stuff in it. Yeah. And then eat it. So it didn't have like eight layers, but. That's, I, I think that considers as a, yeah. as a real one. I consider that. It's, it's good. It's mostly good because of like soy sauce. Well, it's like whatever you want to put in it, and it'll probably just taste good because yeah. it's like fried pancake with stuff. Stuff. The the thing I liked to shabu shabu the most was uh, bok choy. Really? That was it was like because uh, I didn't like it that much when it was raw, but when it was cooked, that was really good. 
I would think that wouldn't be that good. Uh, well, I'm, I'm here to say that <laughs> you would be mistaken. All right. Well, I'll have to try more of that. Cooking with dog. Cooking with dog. You're good at that. Yeah, the guttural thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> sounding like cooking with dog. You should apply for their... Actually, you're going to be busy with your own YouTube channel coming up, which right. is called what? It's called Run and Seacrest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Run and Seacrest. Uh, which, uh, for the record, we both came up with the idea. No, I... Well, I mean, you're going to say that in a court of law. In a court of law. I, I, okay, I guess that is true. It is true that it's a shared idea. But at first it's going to be on Twitter because it, a YouTube video is going to take too long to produce. True. You want to get a, you want to get the idea out there, right? Okay, so what it is is, is it's uh it's basically Ren from Ren and Snippy. Uh huh. Ren Hoek, and uh, he like says things in a really funny voice. He says silly things. But instead of saying them to Stimpy, he's going to say them to Ryan Seacrest. But it's going to be like the normal Ren from Ren and Stimpy, right? Like, just like the the regular voice and everything, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, well like, what else would it be? I don't know. Yeah. Just, just making sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be like, yeah. Okay. It's going to be the Ren, Ren from Ren and Stimpy that you all know and love. Mm-hmm. Talking to the Ryan Seacrest that you all know and love in um, amusing situations. And you're going to be making fun of Ryan Seacrest? Well, I mean, when you put it that way, that makes it sound really terrible. No, I think it's, it would be good. I think Ryan Seacrest would embrace it, I think. Well, I think he is able to laugh at himself, probably. Well, I mean, let me put it this way. Like, if you were in a room with Ryan Hoek, like, and he put you in a weird situation, would you think he was making fun of you? Or would you think, like... You were reacting like anyone else would. Well, I guess it's this whole kind of Nathan for you th- thing yeah. now, isn't it? I would think that you'd be like, okay, this is an ordeal, but I'm, you know, jumping into this with two feet forward. Mm-hmm. I'm doing very well for myself. Well, I think you really sold your idea there. <laughs> it's going up, going up soon. What's the Twitter handle? The Twitter handle is, uh, it's all one word, Ren and Seacrest. Ren and Seacrest. Ren and Seacrest. That sounds like Ren and Stimpy, but Ren and Seacrest. Yep, exactly. And it also sounds like Ren and Seacrest. Ren, that's, well, that's where the idea came from. Mm -hmm. Ren, Ren, Seacrest. Ren, Seacrest. Ren, Seacrest. (laughs) Ren, 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 Seacrest. I wanted it to be Ren and Seacrest. Ren, E N, Seacrest, but you didn't like that idea. Or I didn't like that idea. Ren and Seacrest. Not. I'm not gonna work. I still think it's pretty good, but I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the consensus and go with Ren and Seacrest. Ren and Seacrest. Okay, Chris. Well, let's get this episode going. Right. Let's uh, season three. So you have a few topics that you've prepared. Right. That I, I came prepared with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, right. The first one is a, a little show I think you've been watching called Nathan for You. Right. Yeah, I've been watching. 
Uh, I've been watching a lot of it. Yeah, that's right. And tell me about the premise of this show. Okay, Nathan for you is about uh, it's about Nathan, mm-hmm. and uh, what Nathan he's a, he's like a a business a a a business graduate. Yeah, and he has ideas to help businesses grow. Like businesses that aren't doing very well, he comes up with ideas to make them more successful. Small businesses. But they're like funny ideas. They're like, they're like, they're not just like sell more stuff. They're like do something funny. Do something crazy. Right. Is that is that a good summary? I think that's pretty good. It's pretty good. And then he's also um... he interacts with the the businesses mm-hmm. and the schemes. And he is acting weird to them. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while to really understand what it is, I think. Yeah. Like, you're not going to love it after the first time. But it's going to stay with you, and then you're going to think about it later, and then you're going to say, huh, that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I, I was skeptical, and I yeah, I did exactly that. Mm-hmm. I, like, I went to sleep, and I was like, okay, what have I gotten myself into, and... <laughs> Was that funny? Like, I had to think about it, and then I fell asleep, um, as I usually do, and then I, like, woke up in the middle of the night, and I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> okay, that was that was kind of funny. Yeah. And then I had to, like, talk it over with you the next day to make sure that it was funny. It's very different style yeah. of comedy. Right. It's not something that's, I mean, I laugh really loud all the time when I watch it now, but I think it took me a while to get to that point. Okay. Because it's, he's like trolling everyone, even yeah. like the people watching the show sometimes. Yeah, that was my my thought. I was, yeah, so I was like, is the joke like on me? Am I like, who are these people? And I was like, also kind of like, yeah, I I knew that he was trolling. And so like I had this like, yeah, negative reaction at first because it felt like, you know what it felt like doing? It felt like... um. You know, you like go out to hang out with friends and maybe you go to like a bar or something and there are like a couple people that you don't know. Uh-huh. And there's always like the like there's like the troll guy, you know, who's like sarcastic dude and you're and he's like doing some jokes on you and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to play. I just want to drink the beer or whatever. Uh-huh. And that's what it felt like, kind of like. But then when I saw it again, I, I thought he was funny. I think that's a good point. I think he can come off as too um, mean to people sometimes. Yeah. But I think what he's what I've seen is that he doesn't. There's like a very he like takes it everything right up to the edge of being too weird or too inappropriate, and then he'll just stay there. But he'll let the person decide how they're going to react to him. Yeah. And it's more about kind of whoever is he's talking to is their reaction and if they're like a horrible person they're going to show that they're a horrible person but if they're a nice person then you might see that but then you might feel like nathan's a jerk at that point Mm -hmm. but that's okay because he is exposing just like he's like letting them be nice yeah be mean Mm -hmm. or be like who they are exactly kind of I like so many of them. I like the hero one, which was recently done. I thought that was a good one. That was very good. Yeah. Um, that one was a departure from his original, his normal. 
I guess my other favorite one was the Best Buy one. Okay. I, think I haven't seen this one yet. You've never seen that one? I haven't seen that one. You should see it. It's my favorite one. Well, what happens? Okay, I'll tell you about the Best Buy one first. Yeah. The Best Buy one is that he um, sees that Best Buy will price match any electronic stores, any competitors in their area. Yeah. And so his plan is to help this electronic store uh, that uh, doesn't have that many customers coming in um, by having them sell $1 televisions and then uh, in their advertisement and then having Best Buy price match it. And then they go and buy all the $1 televisions and then resell them for a higher price in the other electronic stores. And so, but to do this, he has to um, make it hard for people to buy $1 televisions from the smaller electronic stores. Yeah. So he comes up with all these crazy rules. Well, first they make a flyer that says $1 televisions, and then they put it out in, into the area. And then he comes up with these rules uh, where there's a dress code in the store where you have to be wearing formal attire. <laughs> Um, and, and you can't buy a television if you're not like dressed. Yeah. And then uh, they won't let you into the store. And then he puts all the televisions um, in another room. You have to crawl through a small door to get to them. <laughs> and then once you crawl through that door, there's an alligator um, in this other container area. And behind the alligator is are the TVs. So basically, you're like in a game of pitfall. You're inside pitfall. You crawl around. <laughs> yeah, and so he um, he does this so people won't buy the TVs and they'll just give up and go home. Yeah. And so uh, meanwhile, he recruits recruits this other group of people to go buy the TVs to take the ad to Best Buy and say we want to buy these one dollar TVs, and then they'll give them to them. And so he puts them. He trains them all. <laughs> And the, the recruiting is pretty funny because he's like, you know, do you have ex- experience buying things? Have you ever bought anything before? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so you think you can do this? They're like, yeah, I think I can do this. <laughs> and so um, they go and try to buy it, but then Best Buy won't. Um, they won't. They, they said that it's a misprint or they just won't price match it. Oh. And so... They don't get the $1 televisions. And so Nathan says, okay, well, I want to sue Best Buy for not <laughs> abiding by their uh, rules. And so he goes and gets um, help from his judge friend. And the judge says that, you know, you'd have to get like insider information or like get someone testifying against Best Buy who worked there. And so he sets up this um, this ad for a dating show where it's uh, retail employees date other retail employees. <laughs> and he poses as a, the manager of Hot Topic. <laughs> and so he um, uh, dates this girl who worked at Best Buy. Um, but in her profile, she's wearing like all gothic stuff. That's why he said he's from Hot Topic. And... Um, she that's good she like hates him and he makes it like a really stupid dating show like it's like mtv's next or something where <laughs> they take a salsa dancing lesson in a park and then he like she like completely hates him though um and so that's a pretty funny part but then he tries to say like so you know you get some 
pretty cool discounts at Best Buy, right? Like, what do you get? Like a 20% discount? And then she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, I get like 40%. And then she's like, oh, really? I think we get 40% too. <laughs> so like, she's not that smart. Uh, and then he's like, you know, you ever get any, um, you know, just like not price match when you don't want to price match? <laughs> and then like, they're like, yeah, I've heard some people not do it. And so then he's like, oh, he thinks that this is all he needs. And then he goes back to the judge. And then he's like, no, this is not going to hold up in court at all. Like This, <laughs> this isn't enough evidence. It's nothing. And then he, um, that's pretty much, that at the point he's like, he doesn't think there's anything he can really do. And he feels kind of sorry for the guy in the electronics store. And then he realizes that that guy would be happy if he could find him a date because Throughout the thing, he was like just talking about like how he wanted to date someone, and so he finds them um, this other Best Buy worker who <laughs> responded to the ad. Not to, the, not the same one. It's a different one, nice. and they actually seem to get along. I don't know if it was just for TV, but <laughs> it was a nice ending for him. I gotta see that one. Mm-hmm. That one sounds it sounds pretty good. It had um, the arc of the episode was very um, you know consistent. It wasn't. Because usually in his plans, there's highs and lows. But I think this one was, it's it, it all worked together pretty well. Yeah, in a good way, I mean. And we're going to be the first yeah. people. We're right. in on the ground floor. <laughs> it's going to become really popular, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. It's already in season three, so that's pretty good. That is good. Yeah. Did you see there was one where he um, goes to a funeral home and he wants people to buy... Um, people who to cry at weddings, like to fill in the crowd. Oh, is that wait? Is that different from the one where he wants to turn the travel agency into the? It's a different one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one then. This one was, um, and it's it was less about the idea that and more about him creating this ridiculous experience for the the lady that was running the funeral home. Yeah. So what he did was he basically hired actors, um, and he wrote this um really uh crazy funeral story to happen and they acted it out they're like sit he was just like oh sit and you can see what it would be like if you decided to do this service and so he came up with this crazy story about how the person who died and what like was cheating on their wife and then um they all decided to sing a song at the end about life and death, and like <laughs> it was all really stupid. <laughs> and then um, he was like, just really happy with himself. Wait, let me backtrack a little bit. <laughs> hey, sang a song, yeah. a song about life and death. <laughs> he 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 wrote this stupid song about life and death, and he tried to get them all to sing it, and then they did, and it was like. Life and death. <laughs> it was so dumb. He like gave everyone the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> he they he made them all memorize it. <laughs> they each had their own thing, and it's like, who's to say who's to judge people these days? And they're like, you're right. <laughs> and then at the end, <laughs> that was probably the funniest part. It was really painful to watch though, just because how awful it was. <laughs> and then um at the end he's like uh this was this was kind of a, a jerk move by him but it was pretty funny he's like um 
Oh, so, um, you know, at the end of me helping businesses, you know, you usually give me a gift. So we're going to film that part now if you can just get your gift ready. And then the lady's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have a gift for you. He's like, oh, that's okay, you know, uh, you know, uh, that's too bad. But you know, <laughs> in a situations like these, well, I'll just have a gift. Uh, I have a gift ready, and then you give it to me. And then they're like, okay, I'll just give you a gift. Um, that, and so they give her this gift to present to him. And then she's like, you know, thank you for helping me. I just wanted to give you this as a token of my appreciation. And so he's like, oh, really? What is this? This is unexpected. What is this gift? And he opens it up, and it's um, a pair of scissors. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, huh? Why did you give me scissors? Like, is this used scissors? Like, are these for something? Like, is this, what's this, what's the story behind these scissors? <laughs> and then the ladies, like, so, totally caught off guard. It's like, um, you know, you can use scissors for anything. <laughs> you know, you're very useful. <laughs> so was, that one was kind of funny. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's all I have. Me too. Okay. I'm going to put that on Twitter though tonight. You should. Um, okay, let's end the episode then. Let's do it. All right. Well, that was uh, season three, for episode one, everything has changed, nothing has changed. Uh, that's the end of, yeah, episode one, season three. Knack lads. Knack lads. Stay tuned for more. And uh, follow Chris's new Twitter account, Ren and Renand Renand Ren and Seacrest. Seacrest. You're gonna tweet every day, right? No, I'm, I'm not gonna tweet <laughs> every day. No way. It's way too many tweets. Once a week. Mm. <laughs> At least once a week. Oh well, we'll see how it goes. This is gonna be big. Well. All right. Once a week, you want it once a week? Yeah, well, it, listeners, tweet at Ren and Seacrest to make sure they tweet all of it. Ren and Seacrest, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Till next time. All right. Cooking with dog. Cooking with dog. We're going to end up with a uh, cooking with dog recipe for you. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Thanks for listening. the host of this show, Cooking with the Dog. Konnichiwa. 今日は中華のお菓子、ごまだんごを作ります。日本でも同じみでとても美味しいので人気があります。First, make a space in the center of the sticky rice flour and add the sugar to the spot. <laughs> Pouring about half of the water and dissolve the sugar. Now, Mixing the flour from the center to the outside while gradually pouring in the rest of the water. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 o